Got a bad bitch on me. Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, Lord, mama. Welcome to DTF, the Daryl Timmery Fun Hour, the greatest sex education comedy game show in the known universe. Well, sometimes it's a game show. It's always a podcast now. Hi, I'm your resident sexuality educator, Dr. Timmery. And I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> My name is Daryl Charles. I'm a comedian. <laughs> and I've been doing this show for a very long time. Almost eight years. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't wait to uh, celebrate that. But, um, you know, I also enjoy the sex and uh, the, the smarts about the sex. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. You know, like, what what could make sex better than just absolutely overthinking it man you know (laughs) you know it's uh part of part of uh overthinking it and doing all the research is very early coming to terms with the fact that you won't be into everything it's fine yeah yeah and that is fine and i i really appreciate the incredible diversity of human uh interests like yeah the things that people can find sexy is yeah. just, I just love people because people I, can eroticize anything, right? Like yeah. think of a thing. And so that's definitely somebody saying like, right. Clowns, um, you know, like enemas, feet, uh, yep. just like the most random shit. And somebody's like, yeah, yep. it is. Love that yeah. about people. You know, dad bods, right. That showed up. People was like, yeah, that's hot. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's uh, not that weird. I mean, not that I, any of the things I said before did not mean to imply I mean, that anything's nothing's weird. Nothing's weird. But, but like, know. I think the dad bod is an example of people going like, you know the human bodies are attractive even if uh, they aren't in vodka ads, right? Right. <laughs> like, and I think that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's like the body positivity movement uh, is a great thing uh, for everybody. But, like, yeah, you, I, I, I recognize it as a man. I was typecasting what a good male body looked like right Mm. and i knew i didn't Mm -hmm. have that so i was cool with it or i just dealt with the fact that i didn't have it but then when you find people like no a little bit of pouch means you're you know of a certain age and uh distinguished and i was like oh well excuse me well it's like so aside from that it's like the not even about like it establishes that you've got like wealth or wisdom or anything like that just that the idea of like so many things are attractive about people because they are authentically people, right? Like, right. so, you know, it, I've had experiences where I saw somebody's scar and I was like, that's hot. Or, you know, like people will get those little like tiger marks, stretch marks, you know? Oh, and sometimes man. those are, oh. those are just, and it's, it's just so real. It feels uh, authentically human. Yeah. And, and I feel like there is a draw towards real humanness in sort of reaction to this plasticized cartoon image yep. of people that we see, usually on screens, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I associate. If you have enough actual... money, you can hire them to come to your house. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, I associate it with like, you know, some of the most, you know, erotically charged experiences in real life with actual bodies and like some stubble and like you know like 
you know, whatever, like some, there's some hair in places and, you know, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that even, you know, I feel like I should be catering to that standard, but also I'm like, I don't expect that among other people. So like, why, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. When, when, yeah. And there's that weird thing where like, I never delineated the two when it came to my personal life. But like, you know, there's, there's the, the idea, the quote unquote ideal that you see on TV this very um, small subsection of humanity that is like uh, uh, are considered the perfect body types, right? They get put on TV, they get shown in uh, various states of undress. And then there's your regular life. And there's just people who you see, co-workers, fellow classmates, uh, teachers, students, whatever. And those body types you like. But you never like as a kid, I knew I I never really associated the two, and it wasn't until I probably was of college age when I just stopped being very entertained by uh, violence um, <laughs> that my brain started to be like, wait, there is a real disconnect in like what I tend to like and what is being shown as what is liked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, the internet I think has done a good job of. Of diversifying that image um, because it gave us all uh, powerful computers and cameras in our pockets that allow us to just take pictures of real of real life or even though the pictures we take and post aren't necessarily real life we tend to leave out the curated it's a curated part of real life yeah it's a curated part of life but like it still shows a broader depth and it's funny because we're going to bring up, I, I know I'm going to bring up the internet uh, later in a way that's probably not the best, but hey, you know. Well, yeah, I think we we could probably talk about this for like 17 hours, mm-hmm. um, but should we get into our first regular segment? Yes, please. All right. It is time for <gasps> the fucking news. All right, so our first story today on the fucking news. This is this is absolutely on point with what we were just discussing mm-hmm. <laughs> for like a thousand reasons. Um, we're gonna look at an article from Input Mag, which is not a magazine that I am super familiar with, to be honest. No. I'm not really totally sure what their whole deal is. Um, it looks like they, you know, they have articles on like Kevin Smith and the new iMac and. You know, there's a lot of like that sort of thing, um, but this is an article on the on how sex dolls are now becoming influencers on social media. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's a it is an involuntary reaction um, to that sentence. I giggle um, because everything about that is preposterous to me. Um, you know, probably because I'm none of those things. I am not sex. I'm not a doll, and I'm not an influencer. So. <laughs> to me, it's like it's nonsense words. <laughs> I only know what two of those things are, <laughs> and well, I'll never uh, afford any of them. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah if so I'm having is... sex, it's got to be cheap. I I ain't got that kind of. <laughs> you don't got those three thousand dollar kind of sex toys. Nah, dog. I mean, yo. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, sometimes One you'll. Day, you'll you'll get those competitors who have them cheaper right like you can get the moto bunny instead of the sibian you know there's definitely the lower 
uh, cast versions of like the real dolls and that kind of stuff. So sure, maybe yeah. one and, day. And, you know, any uh, doll creating company that would like me to uh, hawk their wares, please. Oh yeah. Let me know. Um, he'll I, he'll wear a full bodysuit with your logo on it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten a tattoo. You can change that. Just putting it out there. Uh, all right. So sex dolls, uh, like we mentioned, like real dolls would be an example of that. But yeah. um, I mean, sex doll isn't a new technology. They have existed in various forms for an incredibly long time. And mm. then the technology has made them more. Wilson! Life. Wilson! <laughs> Is that a castaway joke? Yeah. Okay. Wilson was a sex doll. Come on. Um, he talked to him a lot, but they never showed you the blow-up hole ever again. Just putting mm, that out there. I mean, that implies a micro penis, like I have not seen before. Or no, I'm not saying that he could fill the doll. I'm saying that you know, uh, deflated volleyballs don't look that deflated because they're very padded. Just saying, it could have been a hole in the back, on the okay. top, or maybe. Okay. He put the face up over like the nook in a tree. L- listen, yeah. the thing is you know. that whatever you do is fine. Um, Creativity. Enjoy yourself as long work. as everyone is consenting, even if that other person exists merely in your head as a way to keep sanity. Uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daryl's over here writing uh, slash fic <laughs> for <laughs> fucking 15-year-old movies. Castaway 2. <laughs> It's all the babies. <laughs> but the they tennis go to balls. find their dad. <laughs> it's, of, it's like tennis balls they, and a golf ball. That's not mine. In, that one is not mine. <laughs> it's their adventure on the sea to go find him. They're like, dad, 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 dad. <laughs> okay. Anyway, real dolls, sex Look, dolls, etc. Ball. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was not having sex with Wilson in the in the early nineties. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, okay, so sex sex dolls have been around for a while, and the technology has made them more air quotes lifelike. Uh, yeah, using... the amount of science that goes into making these things is actually very fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. between the different types of synthetic skin to make it more yeah. skin like, and even options that have AI so they can yeah. like have conversations with you. And the level of customization. Like you can text message your doll. And then yeah, or some of them can talk, talk. Right. Some of them can yeah. talk, talk. And listen, yeah. listen. Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is a culture that like has been around for a while. And there are some dudes who've been very open about the fact that they are having relationships with these dolls. Mm-hmm. And have sought either community or fame or infamy or whatever. Um right by being out about these relationships and now some of them are just straight up making social media sites for the dolls themselves and then basically doing with their dolls what like I think you know those people who seem to always be in Miami even though they live in Philadelphia do which is just like portray a lifestyle on the social medias um and some of these dolls are getting like thousands of followers, which is uh, I have a variety of feelings about. One of yeah. which is I had to work really hard to get like six thousand followers. 
Yeah, right. And I'm 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 well below that. It was funny because it it was uh, the article, and I in, invite everyone to read it. But uh, the the article at first starts talking about people like, yeah, this person has a is an influencer. They have 300 followers. I was like, ha ha ha. I was like, this person has 500. I was like, I, I I okay. Is this whole article about people who just like each other? And they're like, this person has 2,000. I was like, oh well, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. yes. Yeah, so, some of these has are... outperformed me. Yeah, some of these are getting some numbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I imagine that this article then caused an uptick in that, right? Like, because sure. you'll, I mean, that's, you'll that's get even more. That's kind of what happens. You build a phenomenon and people report on a phenomenon, which draws more people into the phenomenon and and things go on. Yeah. So there's a couple different ways to take this. And um, one of them is that, like, this is cute and harmless. And, like, of all the things mm-hmm. in 2021 to be mad about, like, I... I put this in the not mad about pile sure um but then there is a a critique to be made and when i first came across this article it was it was a woman who wrote a thread that was like so y'all will do anything to keep women from making their own money (laughs) and basically her idea was like so it's not enough that the actual living human women who are influencers have catered their entire presentation to be acceptable to you and have right. manicured their lives yeah. to be as inoffensive or attractive to the male gaze as possible and you cannot support them. Instead, you have to control every facet of it and literally be like a puppeteer and make her account and create what she's doing as activities and then profit yourself. And I'm not really sure if they're profiting at all. So that would be kind of a reach there. But yeah. the argument that she was making was that like this is, you know, dudes are completely incapable of letting a woman have any degree of autonomy. <laughs> so well, I mean, that I, was that was her take on it. I get that take. Um I think that there is something to like I, I don't know if we covered it I think we did but there was also an article I read about someone starting an OnlyFans with like a computer generated woman mm. and like that caused some some agitation in in the in that community because it's like you know she can do whatever right like she can take pictures however I'm a human being this person's a fucking piece of software there's no way I can compete with that um, you know I I really I wonder. But I really don't think that anyone who's following this stuff thinks that these are real women. I think even some of the pictures that are in the in the article, I was like, I mean, that's a good picture. Like the the photos balance, like it, it it the synthetic skin doesn't look that synthetic. And that's what they were talking about. Some of the people who have followings do pretty good photography uh, around these inanimate objects. And one of them even ended up getting a job from a sex doll company that was like, hey, can you take pictures of our dolls for our website? So I don't think I mean, while something like this is going to bring more people in, I think if if this draws you in and you somehow are titillated by it or even just remotely amused, I'm sure everyone who creates that content is like, thank you. You can stay if you like. You can go if you want to. Um, you know, I I do think that there is definitely a part of this that no one that is not brought up in this article, uh, from what I read. That's just like we are participating in someone's sex, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
great. You know what I mean? But I do think it's like, because yeah, I, I, you know, not my lizard brain, but like my fir- my gu- my first reaction was like, why? Like I get it. You have a sex doll. You want to take pictures of it, but you had to set up an Instagram. But I'm doing one. Like so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people put up pictures of stuff. I don't think that there's going to be someone that's like, yo, I've been following this chick. She's hot. She'd be wearing all these <laughs> t-shirts and nipples are always hard. It's fucking crazy. If she hasn't been taken down, that's a fake person. What do you mean? That's a, that's a doll. That is an actual doll. No, it's not. Here's the website where you can buy exactly her. Oh my God. I feel outraged. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, what I am curious about is if they're going to be held to the same standards of nudity. Oh, they better. Like on Instagram and stuff. Um, I would just be curious because yeah. such a weird, uncharted, very specific thing. Because the, those community standards are not enforced. Oh yeah, they're you know, very like arbitrary. Equally as it is now across humans. Yeah. Like, there's in addition to the fact that like if if your chest looks, I'm doing air quotes, male, mm-hmm. you can just be topless and you can yeah, just be all topless all day long and that's fine. Um, but uh, you know, beyond that. There's also lots of evidence that the algorithm is looking for, like, swaths of skin. And so people who have larger bodies are getting flagged more often. Mm. And people whose presentations of, of sexiness are either kinkier or queerer um, are also just more likely to be perceived as breaking the community the standards than if yeah. you're, like, thin and white and vanilla. You're so right. it's already not being enforced Fairly, So I would not be surprised if it's like you can do whatever with the doll. And then, you know, this article talks about how they have um, some sponsorships from like clothing companies and things like that. And it's just like everything is monetized and I just yeah. I'm tired of capitalism. I'm just well, so tired of yeah, capitalism. I mean, here we go again. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real villain all along. Yeah, the D stands for Daryl, the Timory, the T stands for Timory, and the F stands for capitalism was the real villain this entire time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's cute on a very cursory cute thing. Like when I when I don't, I'm not going to think about this after this conversation. I have never. <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't looked up any of these Instagram things. Like the pictures in there, like it's like I I mean I also I own a um I own a uh ma- a magazine of uh women in panties that a friend of mine went to Japan and she and she was like, What do you want? And I was like, I I want some weird Japanese porn and she was yeah. like, What do you mean? I was like, get something that's weird and out of a vending machine. And when she came back, she handed me a magazine full of uh, not. It wasn't upskirts. It was just women posing in their panties. And in the middle of the magazine is a set of panties. And they've maintained the seal. I have no interest in uh, opening the seal. <laughs> I nah. And you know, but <laughs> again, as from a from an outsider view, it's like neat and kitsch, and maybe my uh, me saying that might offend someone who no, this is my partner, and I'm taking pictures of them, and stop trivializing my life. I'm not trivializing it. I'm just saying, I wish you the best in your endeavors, and I will never, 
ever think about this again. But, you know, it's a thing. Hey, everybody, go give them likes. And if you really feel like it, use that third account to follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, that's fun. I just remember, I want to know what's going on. There was this guy, Dave Cat, and he yeah. was like, he was like the most front and center. Let me tell you about my sex dolls guy. Yeah, he, he was, was on just a like, real sex. Like, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he, like, some of the community was like, oh, this guy. Um, but they, you know, like, this community is, I would say, vibrant. Um, like, for instance, they have their own, like, community magazine. It's called Cover Doll. Like, this is this is uh not, I didn't I didn't do that. And it's it is hard to have print media these days. So yeah, like, yo. You know? Yeah, imagine that you know? having a base that you can print that magazine out and people will buy it, they'll subscribe, they'll give you money ahead of time for the stuff you haven't even done yet. Yo, mm-hmm. if you can get that happening, go ahead. Support uh, local print media. Yeah, man. Print media is uh important and Often you you will get the the real uh, chronicle of your daily life in a print magazine. You're you're not going to get that on the internet. Those things are heavily edited yeah. and uh, overseen. And I don't want to turn into a conspiracy guy, but oh, um, we're but. close. <laughs> okay. We're close. All right. Well, let's move on to our next piece of fucking news then. So, uh, our next story is not even, I mean, really like a news article. And in fact, I realized when we were discussing before the episode that it's like several years old thought piece. Um, so we were just discussing how, because the world is opening back up, people are getting vaccinated, yada, 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 that, uh, we're probably cruising towards a lot of breakups. The people who spent spent a year like trapped together just like trapped together or at trapped each other. apart or trapped apart yeah good point and uh now they're gonna be like oh man remember other people and what they look like go outside <laughs> i could be next to people like oh my god i i i i smelled secondhand smoke i don't even think you understand <laughs> how long it's been since i was able to breathe in someone else's uh, <laughs> uh car exhaust that they shot out of their own lungs. Yeah. Um, wow. Relationships That's are going a- for, ooh, yeah, 2021, boy. It's about to be a year. It's it's going to get interesting. Yeah. And so what's going to happen is probably a lot of hook it up, a lot of break it up. And mm-hmm. uh, this is an article from The Cut. We like The Cut. We've brought them up a few times here. Um, and like I said, it's not a new article. It just, they posted it at the right time that I came across it, but it's by <laughs> Nora Karate. And it's about the best place to break up with someone. Yeah. So in this article, she discusses uh, a shitty breakup that happened to her where she had just moved into a new space and the dude came over and hung out for like a beer or two, broke up with her and then left. And now she feels shitty in her apartment. And so she was just talking about, like, don't break up with people in their own places. And it actually reminds me of Mad Men. Did you watch all the way through Mad Men? No, my wife did. I saw some things. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. carousel. Yeah. Uh, This is a later season, but there's a character named Jane. Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Mad Men, skip forward 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, Her husband breaks up with her for, like... I guess like the second time 
uh, in her apartment that she has moved into after they have already broken up, up, right? Like, so they were living together, they break up, she moves into a new apartment, and then he breaks up with her again there. And, like, they hook up and break up. And she's like, you ruined this place, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so then she needs, like, a new apartment again. And so it's like, it's a real thing. And and I distinctly remember the, the last time that someone broke up with me, I was really frustrated because I was at a brunch with a friend and cut it short so that I could go hang out with this person uh. and they could break up with me in my apartment. I was like, I would have fucking stayed at brunch, dude. You could have texted right 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 like i appreciate that you wanted to do in person that's that's real nice however you could have like not made me rush home and then you know just like left me in my apartment and then i feel sad and then i have to look at all my stuff and be yeah. like and there's my things oh, and i no. associate those with sadness yeah yeah i mean so, i keep running into the whole adage of you should not break up with someone over media right yeah you shouldn't text someone like hey by the way i don't want to see you no more winky face crazy <laughs> eye emoji a peace sign <laughs> a peace sign in in their skin tone not yours <laughs> deuces um yeah that's probably not the right way you to know do what it. i'm i'm actually have two minds about that because on one hand yeah. it seems like lazy and it seems like you don't care but on the other hand in the the few i i find it incredibly difficult to break up with someone because i feel an incredible responsibility right i want to make sure that they feel okay about it that they understand that this isn't like you're not good this just has to do with like this not being working out kind of thing and when i have been broken up with honestly it was not nearly as big of a deal i did not care nearly as much about it and if they would have saved me a fucking trip (laughs) i would have been fine with it because like not everything needs to be a scene and like if you you know if you're breaking up like a five-year-long thing yeah that's different but if you've been dating for like three months and you're just trying to do the right thing and not ghost on them i think probably like save everybody doing it over text doing over a phone call like i think maybe a phone call is nice but i think especially for young people you're like ill phone call. What do you want me to yeah. put my phone to my face to talk to you? What are you insane? <laughs> oh my god! You want me to stop listening to music in these iPods, their AirPods, so that I can discuss things with you? Don't you see how close <laughs> discuss is to disgust? This is nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So the 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 article brings up. Um, Breaking up with someone in their home isn't good. Uh, breaking up yeah. with someone uh, <laughs> in a park isn't good. Breaking up with someone on the subway isn't good. Breaking up with someone in your home is good. And to that I go, nah, you had it right with the middle two. <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Well, I think I personally... And it's so funny. <laughs> I am of Caribbean descent, and uh, the stereotype about uh, us people is that we can be very violent in relationships, and uh, and maybe just because I I love too many women, uh, I'm always worried about safety, right? So if you feel like you could be in some physical danger or emotional yeah. danger when trying to break up with someone 
a public place like a park, a cafe, somewhere, uh, I think is definitely what you need to do because you you can you you have that semi-private atmosphere. You can have a calm, quiet conversation where people who are around you aren't really paying attention. But if the other person decides to do some dumb shit, flip out, get aggressive, there will be too many people around. Or there will be enough people around that you can extricate yourself from the situation. Like if, if if it's not that like, you know, they won't flip out, but if they do flip out, everyone will look and you can take that moment to disappear. Yeah. Right. And so I would say, yeah, do it in a park, do it uh, around people, do coffee shop. Um, as long as you're not black, um, you know, uh, and, and you know, random places, but like in, in semi public places, um, actually my wife was like, the coffee shop isn't cool because like, uh, it's supposed to be quiet and you want to uh, be able to allow the person to be loud if they want, which would make a park uh, better. But yeah. I was like, nah, do it in a library. Why not? Um, <laughs> Well, I guess it's sort of so you and I had the same reaction and mine was like this this is a a reasonable uh thing to propose assuming that other person is not vengeful, is not right. prone to getting angry because you like can be adults about it then you can bring up anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, that is absolutely correct. Um however, I mean, I remember distinctly one person I broke up with um who one of the reasons was that he was prone to kind of like like let's just call it what it's like a little bit of tantrum Mm. breaking things throwing things like Mm -hmm. i was never physically injured by any of this but it's unnerving to be around someone who does that yeah i didn't like it and uh it's it's that it's that you 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 hold them hostage it's emotional abuse like you hold them hostage because it's like when someone is willing to punch walls and throw things you force anyone in a relationship with them to try to manage that anger. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, what can I do to not make that happen? Whether it's for yeah. my own embarrassment or my safety. Like, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it's putting the reins on them. It's the same problem with women being the ones that are supposed to deny sex all the time. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's like, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And if you can't rein me in, then you're the one who failed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, uh, in that particular relationship, when we ended it, like there, there was one of those, you know, just like Mm. throwing something against the wall and breaking it sort of moments, just as like, it was becoming clear that this was going to be a breakup. And I was Mm. like, honestly, thank you for making this easier because I am so excited to not have to deal with tantrums anymore. This is exactly what I was talking about. Thank you very much. Yeah. So like... I Your don't want that to, to happen the, in my house. Right. right. Yeah, you <laughs> like, wouldn't want that to happen in your house. But I get I also do get breaking up with someone, the last breakup I had, um, I'm a catch, so I there, there aren't a lot. But the the last breakup that I had was in my place. And um especially given all of the circumstances, it felt good uh, to sit on my couch and be like, Yeah, you should get your shit. I didn't <laughs> put it that way. She was like, I guess I'll get my things and I was like, Yeah, there's a box. Um, and you know, and then it was like deuces and I uh, was like, all right, have a good one. And I just stayed on the couch. I didn't even like go to lock the door. I just, you know, gave it a couple minutes before I went and locked the doors, you know, but, and it is a little better cause I don't know what they 
what feelings I can guess what feelings they had but part of the breakup was that I no longer have to care about them so whatever Oops. feelings that they had you know would might be associated with that place and so because it was my place and it's going to remain my place that's fine right yeah yeah you don't have to ruin my my stuff with the stank of sadness you're right yeah and that was <laughs> and the traumatic like, memory in the in the article the the the, the I, I think it's a girl i think i'm pretty sure um i you know what i'm not even gonna guess the person who wrote the article was saying that they um cried uh for a, a solid seven minutes quote unquote uh next on a couch that they had only had for months yeah and so every time they looked at that couch they thought about the time that the dude made them cry for seven minutes and yeah yeah, that's gotta suck uh you know so i get that but yeah that's why i say like a park like you know some place that you don't need to go all the time but they said like (laughs) you wouldn't want it to be if it's on your normal commute and you have to pass by it every day you want to spare them having to you know get those pangs of emotions you know every every time yeah no that's thoughtful i mean the the best the best breakups i've had are when i thought about the fact that like it was probably not going well on their side either right and we were being mm-hmm. polite to each other and we were being kind to each other because you can like someone very much you can be attracted to someone very much and still not be compatible mm-hmm. in that type of relationship and so i feel very positively about most of the breakups I've had as as an adult because when when I brought them up I came from a place of like I want to check and see what are the shit that what's the stuff that you hate about this right now like what are the things that I'm fucking up on because like if we come from a place of like are you having your needs met then it can be very much a mutual idea that's it's a like, great I'm not tactic yeah. I'm not yeah, I'm not like convincing you that it was your idea. It's not like inception. Right. But just like I don't imagine I'm the only person who feels this way. Mm-hmm. And if I present this as though I'm breaking up with you, there's always that feeling of like winner or loser, like the person who did the dumping and then there's always just like the feelings of either responsibility for hurting them or feeling like you were rejected that are completely separate from the fact that it's not really working. <laughs> you right. know, like yeah. So I, I find it really helpful instead, regardless of where you're doing it or how you do it, whether it's on Skype or text or whatever, just to, to be like, do you feel like this relationship is meeting your needs? Because I would imagine it's not because I'm not giving it my best. Right. Because I'm not I, at my I best know, right now. I'm pretty sure I'm not meeting your needs because I know you're not meeting mine. And that doesn't mean that you're not doing enough or trying. I just need different shit and yeah yeah, we we aren't vibing right like yeah yeah it's a that's a great tactic to get into a breakup and i think that that no it doesn't make way you do it immaterial but that is definitely a a a, a nice uh tactic thankfully i'll never have to use that yeah yeah (laughs) so good good for you good for you yeah you did it well then all right well yeah and i think one of the other many upsides of being a, a poly person, you know, like you, you will have more breakups yeah. because of that. But like mm-hmm. the upside is that hopefully you learn 
through having more breakups that they have yet to kill you you know they have not they have not yet killed you and there's a very good chance that you will recover (laughs) so you know and when you meet people for who they are and where they are in poly as opposed to and and this is not to say that in monogamy everybody's just like looking for checking off lists but Mm -hmm. the way that it is discussed in a lot of media around monogamy is that like you need to find the best deal you can get with what you have to offer Mm -hmm. and so breakups are often i found a better deal right or like i could get a better deal but with non-monogamy that's not the necessarily the expectation you could have always gotten a better deal it's not about if it's better it's about i like you and so we want to keep our deal going yeah you can get other deals sure yeah and this is this is not to say that everybody who does non-monogamy does so well i I want to always preface it with that but like you get hopefully more experienced with the idea that like you know maybe your time commitments changed and you can't do this anymore or like what you're able to offer is not what that person needs in order to sustain this like just logistical things where Mm -hmm. two adults can be like i see that you're cool we have a connection it's not gonna happen right now or it's not gonna happen anymore right now or maybe it'll happen later but it's not not the second like and just through sheer practice (laughs) and it it doesn't have to be devastating because it's like this is the only person and no one will ever love me ever again is not part of the equation right yeah that's a that's a tough thing and uh yeah when you are when you are monogamous but serially monogamous you might feel a little more responsibility or uh you know i think it, it can also be tougher because you're like for the for the breaker upper because it's like you know a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush kind of thing. Like, you know, I have to go out and go find another one person, uh, you know, and people cannot look forward to that uh, exploration mission. But, you know, my advice is to just be safe where you are. Um, and, yeah, if you got to break up, own the circumstances like own the the space like be in a place where you feel like you could do it safely um (laughs) know your exits if you think (laughs) if you think that person could potentially become like violent whether it's to objects or to pets or to you then like take whatever precautions you need to feel free to have someone else there like do Mm -hmm. what you got to do to take care of yourself and extricate yourself safely yeah so oh, like the you don't have to like, be polite to someone who will kick your ass right yeah you don't have to um but like if you want to be polite one of the tips they gave was uh don't do it under the preface of a date don't offer him a drink don't oh. make it seem like we're gonna chill for a minute and then yeah. be like oh yeah by the way uh you know you got 30 minutes back on your day huh how's that feel huh you that, that's Ooh. a whole 30 minute you can go watch the sitcom at home oh my god hmm? Um, yeah, that's not fun. I still okay. I'm just gonna tell the story because it's just dumb. Of again, that that person who cut like had me cut my brunch shorts <laughs> to go get broken that up with the, yeah. again I, in I, I my apartment, and I was like, oh, all right. And I called a friend and was like, this just happened, and now I feel feelings. And then like I was like, all right, going on with my day. So I texted someone else I was dating, <laughs> and then I go to meet up with that person. And the person who just broke up with me is also there. Ooh, 
everybody had plans. Okay. It was a group hang, and I didn't know that they were hanging out together. Mm. <laughs> so very quickly I had to just get very comfortable. Small world, huh? <laughs> and it was like <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh. I see you took the bus. Uh because I took the train. <laughs> so shout out to everybody who's involved in that situation who is not listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> There's not a chance. Ooh. Oh man, we should have split a lift. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick walk. Don't worry, everybody. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Mm. So everybody be nice to each other when you break up. Um, yeah, yeah you we. Know, I think when people break up, it, it's better to be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were, even if they were mean, I feel like if you leave on a positive note, then you just know in your heart you did the right fucking thing. And you're a better person. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I honestly, um. My days of like trying to lie in a relationship ended in well, mm. <laughs> I mean in I'm not saying I do it now, but they I was gonna say they ended in high school, but nah, I got into some nice messy good messy college shit, but like it ended Ooh. in college. I think what I wanted to say was truth. The truth will set you free. I think um, the nice thing about the last couple of breakups that I went through were that I was being honest and so at the very end of the day it's like I didn't lie I wasn't trying to manipulate anybody I said how I felt and I said my intention and regardless of how anybody felt it happened I I said a thing and we both decided that since I said that thing there's no reason to keep this going (laughs) you know I, I had a conversation with a friend literally this week about breakups and then it's like if you have if especially if the other person ended it and then you make a bunch of changes in your life that like you know are authentic to you are not in reaction to this explicitly Mm -hmm. but like say you've been thinking for a while about getting bangs (laughs) you know (laughs) or like whatever it is and then like after a breakup it feels like anything any change is like in reaction to that breakup but it's not always I mean so some of those things are like just like too fast and they are reactionary but other times I've seen people who like it was finally the breakup that prompted them to move or to quit their job Mm -hmm. or to do whatever major life change that they had just been sort of putting off and now everything that had seemed stable is more in flux right so there's more flexibility in the world you can see more possibility in the world and sometimes a breakup can be while incredibly painful because all change is incredibly painful and rejection feels awful Mm -hmm. it can be the jumping off point to the shit that you've been putting off yeah so there's that too yeah you know what break up with people at airports at airports that's a good idea okay i did like the thing in the article that was like if you're like on the subway and then you just get off at the next that stop one, i mean that one is tough that is tough even i was thinking like at a train station uh you'd be like hey let's sit on this little wood bench that nobody should ever touch uh, and then we can yeah. talk and then hey i gotta go and maybe you burn yeah. you burn a token hey what, oh yeah yeah i burned a fair on it it's fine and then just do it like at a stop that they don't need to go to you know like <laughs> i don't know what's a allegheny i don't know where it's like where's the stop? 
They don't need to go to a lot. I don't know. I mean, Allegheny. <laughs> Not near their work. Oh, you mean on the broad line? Because I, I remember that. Yeah. That spot. That's okay. a pretty busy bus stop. Uh, when you get out yeah. there, the whole world hits you real fast when you hit yeah. the, the level. So maybe yeah. not that one. As I used maybe, to go to that path mark. I know what that is. Uh, maybe like, I don't know, uh, is Shunk? <laughs> like, I'm just going to name streets. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, um, if, you, if you're in Philly, yeah, go to fucking City Hall. Break up with him at City Hall. You know, that's very... Just ruin City Hall for them. Well, yeah, well, they're at City Hall. For Philly's uh, metro system, that is the nexus. Yeah, you can go anywhere. Break up with them in City Hall. They can get on a trolley. They can get the L, the sub, a couple Mm -hmm, buses. mm -hmm. They can do... Yeah. They can live their life. I would say if you're in New York, I'd say Times Square, if only... They can, you know, they can walk away in a fugue state and get mugged, and you don't even have to worry about it. And not mugged. Sorry, that that sounds a lot more violent. Pickpocketed. Um, no, let's. And then you run into somebody who's like dressed as the Statue of Liberty and like their body painted, <laughs> and then that hey, person just bothers them, and then they like. <laughs> but I think that that is one of those things where, regardless of if it's a positive or negative situation their interaction with the body painted statue of liberty that becomes a story that they would much rather tell than the breakup that's and, true it's like a it's yeah. a good diner story whatever you do don't break up with someone in an escape room uh, i can tell you oh my personal God. experience no i'm just kidding but that would be the worst huh what's the final clue i don't want to be with you anymore wait okay is that in morse code no 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 I don't want to be with you anymore. Okay, so B. Okay, there was some honey in the corner in a cupboard. No, you're not understanding me. Look, I'm trying to get out of here. Me too. Okay, so what are we doing? Uh, I'm leaving you. Leaving. Okay, so this is a false scenario. Everybody check the floor for like some deciduous leaves. There was something about an apple. Listen, motherfucker, I'm I'm done. You just start waving at the camera. Like, hey, look. <laughs> oh, man. Do an escape room. That's right. fun. Yeah. You should. <laughs> I have a I have a friend that owns one in New Jersey. It's like Exit 4. Go to that one. Ooh, I think I've been in that. Yeah. That's, and they, they build all their own stuff, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the rooms, they are not owned by people who know how to build stuff. But that one, they, they do it all themselves. So, shout out to them. Um, I think we've, we've, We've discussed this one enough. Shall we move on yes. to our final section? Um, we're going to bring back uh, a DTF favorite. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring back fucking idiot, fucking brilliant. But we're just doing the idiot part. <laughs> <laughs> so, fucking idiots. All right. So, this has to do with uh, a trend. Um, one of the latest stories, examples of this trend, uh, is that there was a an explosion in New Hampshire. It was like eighty pounds of explosive or something completely yeah, yeah. bonkers T- like that. Tannerite, which uh, police said is an over the counter, quote unquote, explosive target used for firearms practice. Yeah. So for some reason, that was involved in a gender reveal. Yeah. And. Uh, it caused such a big explosion that it like shattered a bunch of people's like foundations of their yeah. homes nearby. It was like a real explosion. 
like cracks in other people's houses. They could they could feel it <laughs> through like multiple towns. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's just like the latest. This one apparently was no injuries, which is great because a bunch of them have been terrible. Well, they like, don't understand that they set off the mother boxes, and as such, oh. Steppenwolf <laughs> is on his way. Um, hashtag oh. restore the Snyderverse. Um, I don't, I don't really want that to happen. But. You know what I watched that whole movie i watched yeah. all four it took me it took me like three or four sittings because sure. i i can't sit still for four hours but sure. um yeah you know what better than the original definitely say better it. than the original but yeah i will say as as my only critique of the movie there was no point at which i was like if my wife said can we stop right now i'm done for today i wouldn't have been like <laughs> yeah yeah, it's good. Don't even worry about it. Like, and I and I don't know if that's like in a in a two hour movie. Um, do, do you not get that feeling because like it's almost over anytime you decide to look at the time, or is it like just a part of streaming culture? But something about that four hour mark, there were never there was never a point where I was like, I need to see how this unfolds. Like, yeah. yeah. The last half an hour could have been clipped off. I like, mean, it would have made yeah, no difference. That was another thing that I kept doing was every time there was like some inane joke or a little side. Every time Cyborg talked to Flash, I was like, you know, if you were trying to keep it to under four hours, we could have left this uh, the little discussion about cemetery plots alone because this is never gonna come back up again. What the fuck are we doing out here? Like, yeah. So you know. But still, a better movie than the Joss Whedon version. Yeah. Okay. So, gender reveals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's been a lot of them. It's that a are Snyder a lot of Destruction. Sorry. So, like, in February, a dude in New York was killed when one, like, exploded. Mm-hmm. There was another case where somebody was doing a gender reveal and inadvertently made a pipe bomb that killed their grandma who was, who was nearby. <laughs> there was, like, a bunch of wildfires that were started yeah. from gender reveals. Um, Two people died in a plane crash. Yeah, there. Uh, more than seven thousand acres of California was burned. Uh, in what year was that? Twenty twenty, because of one. Like this mm-hmm. has been a thing for a while, and they've Straight been getting people are a menace. Worse, yes, yes, it's yeah. been getting worse, and and this is just the latest. And um, we are gonna just talk like a little bit about like the origin of that, and right. perhaps why they're getting bigger and worse so the background of them uh is quite chill the Mm. uh the person who started it uh is a blogger named jenna uh carvanitas i'm guessing uh carvanitas looks right yeah so she was a blogger who started it with you know some coverage of the fact that she had like a dyed cake um, when when she was revealing the the sex of her her to be born child, right? So who so, is now so, a girl that wears suits anyway? Um, <laughs> so apparently, but he got like so, local coverage. Yeah, the the way that it is, if you haven't been to one, I've never been to one. But so the way that this works is, um, thanks to the fact that science has gotten very good at being able to determine the path for a set of cells. Um, We've been able to identify the genitalia that is going to show up on a baby uh, earlier and with a lot more accuracy. And so 
you know, when someone is pregnant, they can show up and be like, what is this is the sex of my baby? And so people have decided, instead of just knowing that information, reading it or whatever, uh, they will get it printed out on some sort of, you know, piece of paper or whatever, and they will deliver that to someone who is not them, who will then pick the particular colors of the thing, you know, pink or blue, and then put those colors into something. It started out with a cake, and it ended with a wildfire. Um, but, Ooh. you know, you, you put it in a thing, and then at this party, you reveal the the assi- the sex that will be assigned at the baby's birth. And that's a really important way to put it, is because these are called gender reveals, but gender is not the same thing as sex. Right. Gender is the social construct of and this behavior is a, and identity yeah. that that child will not actually be exhibiting for many years. Right, <laughs> and and it's not, uh, this isn't like the woke take on it. That is the definition of gender versus sex. Like, yeah. if you if you are using those words and, and that definition bothered you, then you haven't been using those words correctly. So, like, when, when we're doing uh, assigning sex at birth, this is based off of the idea that you can, you can infer from either the visibility of a penis, like right. on a, you know, like a sonogram, uh, or, you know, you, of course, obviously we can test for, like, chromosomal markers. Yeah. But all of these things exist within the very real construct that this is not nearly as binary as we would like it to be because that would be easy. Right. Um, we talk about this on the show constantly, but all fetuses have uh, gonadal bipotentiality, and mm-hmm. it's a series of things that happen uh, to create, you know, not only the genitalia and the reproductive organs, but every other part of the uh, the child. And what we're looking at is such a very small, specific thing, and it is. Well, I'm not talking shit on their penis. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it is not the arbiter of how they will end up being as people. And it says such a small, very stupid part of their identity. Because I guess it's just basically like babies are just kind of like weird little squishy things for a while. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot else to say. And I guess you don't want to do a name reveal too early or something. So yeah, apparently like, name reveals are like a very uh, not cool. Because people they feel like, like people su- take the names. It was like one episode of Seinfeld and that's what happened. Or like a superstition about naming, uh, you know, before they're born in case they die you know that's oh another yeah, thing. yeah 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 well if you live in the wrong state you will have to name whoop, it whoop, uh no matter what yeah. happens uh because they yeah. are worried about your health and safety quote uh-huh. ohio <laughs> yeah shout out to ohio you guys have really sucked this week um, yeah <laughs> so yeah the 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 person who created this like in 2008 has come out and said like you guys stop like yeah. stop doing these gender reveals because not only are they destructive and weird and like dangerous but specifically uh jenna carvanitis i'm gonna just say that um says stop having these stupid parties for the love of god stop burning things down to tell everyone about your kid's penis no one cares but you it's a real so. weird sticking point yeah it it just is, and you know, I get. I think, uh, yeah. Let me let me play devil's advocate uh, because I'm the one with the penis here, and that's what we do when no one asks. Um, <laughs> but you know, part of it is the proliferation of social media, 
and yes, uh, a a a a quest for joy with a system of events that is often untold. When people want to have a child, um, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. When people want to have a child, there's usually a whole story that involves. <laughs> false positives and miscarriages and and you know in vitro fertilization and testing and all kinds of stuff when you don't want to have a kid woo one drunken night and you'd be like god damn this is the rest of my life <laughs> but okay let's say you want to have a baby and you'll go through all that stuff this stuff is is not highlighted in our media it's not something that we put to the forefront of the culture we talk about mortality rates of the people birthing the babies in addition to all that stuff. You can go through a lot of nonsense before you have a viable pregnancy. And uh, once you have one, people want to celebrate it. So, you know, the idea of we went through all this stuff and now we're going to celebrate it. Uh, and so we want to have friends over is, you know, I, I, I can't I can't say that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, this is also on top of a baby shower, on top of, you know, all the other things. Th- previous ways that people were celebrating the birth of a child but you know in the era of social media in the era of instagram uh where where it's about putting up pictures showcasing all the fun that you're having in life there has been this new need to throw a party like you know i've seen baby showers that look like weddings it's like what are we doing here right but you know, people want to have parties. People want to celebrate this. This look. If you're if you're going to bring a human being into this world, I would very much hope that you are happy about this human being's arrival, so that would you would yeah. be a good steward of a citizen and create a responsible human being. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah. So I think that's the devil's advocate part. Like people just want to celebrate well, having a kid. That's- I wouldn't even call the devil's advocate. I would say that that's just like having empathy for that position, right? And mm-hmm. and so the I believe she's the editor of Reason Magazine, Elizabeth Nolan Brown, when she tweeted about the New Hampshire uh, detonation, <laughs> she said, aside from the trail of death and destruction, the gender reveal phenomenon is an interesting showcase of how many people desperately want and don't get many opportunities to feel special right. and be the center of attention. Yeah. And and she goes on in the thread to talk about like the idea of bridezillas and these other characterizations where it's like, you know, I've I've always looked at at weddings and been like, why yeah, why are people going so hard? Like oh why are they spending God. so much money? Why yeah. are they so stressed? But I think that as a person who, you know, works in the public, you know, performs on the regular it's not unusual for me to like get in makeup and have my picture taken and have people looking at me. That's not mm-hmm. unusual. That's a part of my everyday job. Sure. For me, it is something I, you know, I am used to, but I am not deriving like necessarily the same type of like life validation mm-hmm. uh, from it that uh, one might suspect, I guess. And for many people, like a wedding. Uh, pregnancy those are the opportunities you get to like show off because like you're a bad woman if you show off most of your life Mm. if you are drawing attention to yourself as a woman that is considered bad because somehow it's a bad thing to want attention and it's like whatever people want lots of stuff why is attention the worst thing like that 
that hurts far fewer people than wanting like a lot of money. Yeah. Usually <laughs> so, the people who want to give you attention are happy to do it. So yeah. 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 So there is definitely something to be said for that. Like creating these like viral moments of like, look, my life is good and worthwhile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would love it if we could just, you know, we could validate other things too. Like my, one of my latest articles was on like divorce parties and it's just like, we need more times to commemorate when shit went wrong or mm -hmm. when you're like just transitioning to a new job or like congratulations you you made it out of your 30s without having a kid and you because you didn't want to like congratulations Boy, you. i mean you know what i need to throw a party in fact like I, just if i had a regular whatever mind, your yeah, goals it's are like, it's like those women uh, um those women but i've heard stories about women who have gone on maternity leave and didn't have a kid because they were like fuck it <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is something that y'all give to everybody. I don't want it. Why don't I get that time? Yeah, that's a difficult thing for me as a person who doesn't want to have kids. Because, right. like, I know the the appropriate feminist thing to do is support people who are taking care of children because it is disproportionately women, right? And yeah. women's careers suffer mm -hmm. so dramatically for having kids where men's not only do not suffer but they often do better mm -hmm. when they're married and have kids so i very much support parental leave mm -hmm. and like all of the systems that make it easier for people to take care of kids yeah um but at the same time like yeah i'd love it if i could just like take off because i need and want to yeah. <laughs> like why don't we give that same reverence for like oh my god like when someone has a pet die they don't get to leave work man and that's that's traumatic. That that's horrible. Tough. That shit is tough. And it's man. like, I don't a cry pet a lot. isn't a person, but it's that's so hard. Mm -hmm. And there's not space made for that, like no. in our business world. No. The what? Oh, your pet's dead? Oh, that's crazy. I'm gonna need you here at 9 a.m., dog. Uh, you can cry yeah. in the meeting if you need to. Uh, just do it silently, uh, because I have a presentation <laughs> to give. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I like demarking transition and rites of passage. Like as an adult, like as an elder millennial, mm -hmm. I feel like I don't have a lot of like rites of passage, right? Cause I don't want to own a house again. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, your options are like wedding and children and buying houses and I've already done graduating. So it's like, I got nothing, right? right. <laughs> I got nothing to look forward to according to all these things. And and I just don't have any other way to to indicate that I'm an adult. And there the, are still the, going the to be big, articles about how I'm not an adult. <laughs> the big capitalist thing, after you're done with the homes and the uh, degrees and the accomplishments are being put on boards and then having things named after you. Oh, that's, the that's big not going to happen. Right. I don't have enough money for any of those things. I don't want it. Like, yeah, like, you know. We'll talk about fucking Ooh. people who shit Maybe I'll get a disease named They're after me. Jerks. Wait, what happened? Maybe I'll get like a disease named after me. Ooh. Usually those are named <laughs> after the people who discovered oh, right. them, not the people who had right. them. Except right. unless you are a black woman in Baltimore who has a weird kind Ooh. of cancer, uh, then, you know. Which one's that? Uh, Henrietta Lacks. Oh, they, oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. They, yeah. She had a weird kind of cancer that was like very, very good for um, lab conditions. 
and they created they kept that culture of those cells like they grew and grew and grew she died of the unrestricted cell growth of the cancer that killed her but that cancer was uh has been used to create a lot of medicine and and, and do a lot yeah. of science the HeLa cells and HeLa yeah. stands for Henrietta Lacks that's shout out to yeah. Johns Hopkins University yeah yeah they're the ones right. who did that and then did not pay those people for decades until Oprah made oh. a movie about them yeah I saw that in a hotel one time mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so another point on these like gender reveal parties uh, Vox did an interesting piece on like why are they becoming not only trendier but also like why are they more destructive <laughs> and talk to some psychologists about it it's a real good and, question like why are people dying over this shit yeah why why this and you know we don't have a ton of like you know I, I any other like graduation related explosions they're not a big problem I guess um maybe they are and it's just underreported yeah I but don't, yeah I don't, there I don't think that there's been any July 4th right might be the only like thing we do where we blow things up for fun yeah I mean like people will do fireworks on a random occasion but generally like well, you know that's, that's as a kid there were a lot of pinatas I don't know if that was necessarily okay. like a 80s 90s thing but pinatas boy okay at every party was a pinata and the candy was never good it was always oh yeah it was bad cheap waxy candy yeah it is because it's like in there for a while yeah right it's usually stale hard tootsie rolls so in this in this vox article one of the things they suggest is this is sort of like the death throttle of the gender norms <laughs> and like the the patriarchy being like everybody's getting comfortable with transness and mm-hmm. being non-binary and they're starting to understand that that what's between my legs isn't the arbiter of how I'm gonna live my life and yeah. so I'm going to be vociferously violent about how I believe in that construct and then that's part of it and another idea that they put forth is that like because pregnancy and childbirth are largely feminine coded spheres and the work around that and all the interest around that is is largely like women's work and like midwives and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. that fathers to be want to exert their influence and their involvement and do so in like hyper masculine ways and there is a lot of research on like if you have dudes do a task that is either sort of gender neutral or more feminine the next thing that they do after that they will often (laughs) compensate right like so if if you ask a guy to either braid a rope or braid some hair and then the next thing he gets to choose if he braided hair in the first one he's more likely to choose the masculine coded activity Mm. as his next thing that he does so it's like a compensatory (laughs) hyper masculinity thing so those are some suggestions about why it's it's getting so wild and why they're so so explodey but I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the the guy who decides to create a pistol target that will decimate uh, his neighborhood um, in a particular color, I, I kind of feel like they they haven't been uh, learning about Lamas or uh, <laughs> you know painting a lot. Like 
you know, it's like, I'll build a crib. No, um, you want to get a professional one. This is a baby we're talking about. Uh, I'm not going to have you just sham shot, take some lumber <laughs> and no. Mm-mm. Well, then glue it together. I, I'm throwing a party then. All right, cool. You throw a party and we are going to detonate an explosive to acknowledge the penis or lack of one. <laughs> Whoa, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I need to ask my parents. Did they know if they did anything or if they knew if oh, they knew? Because okay. I, I mean, I have friends who are having a kid. Uh, or they had the kid, but they were like, we don't we're not telling anybody. And I have friends who were like, yeah, yeah we'll tell people quickly. They didn't have a party to say so. So, yeah, I've I've had a lot of friends who had kids recently who they were keeping it under wraps and then they would get a lot of pushback from st- like even strangers. Sure. Like strangers would be asking and then being like, "Why aren't We're you not telling?" And what like, "What do you mean? I need to know how to touch your stomach." <laughs> yeah. People are bad with boundaries. Do I give it some dap or <laughs> do I touch the bottom and go, "Huh, it's got a little fat ass." Like, I I don't know what to do. I'm a monster and I don't know how to properly monster. Yeah. Those people need to listen to this podcast and they're not. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, so uh I feel like we've we've run the ground on this gender yeah, reveal thing. I so think, yeah, that I, you know where we stand on this. Yeah, just I, I just said, throw a party. Throw it, yeah, just throw a party for some other shit, or throw a party for like you're pregnant and you need a bunch of stuff because having kids requires a lot of stuff. If and you want to have a gender reveal party, um, whatever, call it what it is. It's a sexual, it's a sex reveal party. But you know, even if you don't want to do that, do it. But please involve one baker. Do not, <laughs> do not go to a munitions factory. And tell them, hey, I got this envelope that's un- that's sealed. I need you to create uh, AK-47 rounds that puff the proper Ooh. smoke. No, just if you're going to do it, do it. But please do not start a fire. Please don't. What are Our you doing? Dying. Like, what? What? Are, what? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck, and, everyone. And, and, and also, a kid in stop being so hung up on the genitals of babies. Uh, it's probably Please. the big one. Like, be worried yeah. about do they have all their fingers? Are they going to develop naturally? Uh, you know, things that are going to affect. Will their, they have health care when they come out? Huh? What are the work conditions that they're going to walk into when they are well, a teen? Are they going to have to work in the mines as a 10 year old? Will they have breathable air and a consistent climate huh he's got a penis <gasps> maybe focus oh, on that the united states isn't going to exist when he's five but he's got a dick and we need to celebrate it now like priorities yeah, yeah. all right well that was fun mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah we are we are running low on time so that that's gonna be our our episode for today yes. but we still need to find out where can we get black gentrifier <laughs> The hit album and Black Gentrifier merch, like the tank top that I wear almost every day because I love it. Hey, now. Um, yeah, you can go to tpublic.com slash Daryl Comedy for that tank top. Also, uh, stickers and the whole nine. Um, 
But you can get my album Black Gentrifier everywhere you can get an album online. Um, you know, or holla at your boy. Do that. Holla at me. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, get you the album. I'll figure out how. Just Venmo. Uh, Venmo me. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, you can go to DarylComedy.com. Uh that's all you need to do because you can contact me through that website. Uh, you can, there are all of the links to all of the ways that you can get it. There's an entire tab devoted to my album, Black Gentrifier, that debuted number three on the iTunes. Uh, yeah. On the iTunes. And, um, you know, is being streamed everywhere. So there's that. Um, as far as live shows, I don't know. Uh, but hey. It'll be on the website. It'll be on the website, DarylComedy.com. Yay. Uh, if you want to know more about me, sex with Timory, T-I-M-A-R-E-E, uh, dot com. It is also on the Facebooks. And uh, you can see upcoming workshops and shows that I have, including I'm doing a series of shows that are at Taboo, which is in the neighborhood in Philly, where I do my... Uh, Get You a Babe Who Can Do Both, which is a show that combi- combines lightning talks and burlesque, but I'm doing them with extended talks because it's just me. So you can come see my one-woman version of that at Taboo uh, called Spotlight, and uh, that's that's coming up at various dates. I have a few of them. And you can also see the, the links to the articles of the things that we discussed on the show and all that kind of stuff. So check that out. And um, you can always find out more about DTF. Uh, we have a Facebook page, DTF Daryl Timory Fun Hour. You can tweet at us if you have questions. I am at Timory, T-I-M-A-R-E-E underscore L-E-I-G-H. So you can tweet at me and tell me that, you know, you like it or you don't like it or you have a question. If you don't like it, I might mute you if you're a dude. Mm. Um, well, you know. if you're a dude and you don't like it, you can tell me at, at Daryl, Daryl underscore. That's D-A-R-R-Y-L. I'll probably meet you, but I'll never let you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We've been doing this podcast now for, like, a year, yeah. and we've been doing the show for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm. So just incredible gratitude to everybody for supporting us Definitely. for all this time. And, yeah, uh, super shout-out to anyone who's listening who showed up at the live shows. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We you miss know, you. All the real ones. Uh, yeah, we really miss you. We'll be you doing it again. We'll do it soon. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. So stay posted for when we're back. Yeah. We got our shots. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our editor and producer, Flirt Vonnegut. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck.